afternoon, everybody. This is Andy with Holistic Heritage Home Birth. And I'm Jay Lynn, the other partner in Holistic Heritage Home Birth. And we are certified nurse midwives in the North Houston area. Yeah. And today we're joining you for Midwife Monday. And we're, I guess, excited is a, not a proper word, but we're enthusiastic and a little pissed off to bring the information we're bringing to you today. Yeah, I'm um, a little shocked at my ignorance. I'm no longer ignorant, though. So, yeah, <laughs> but I was before Andy sent me this topic she wanted to talk about this week. So um, I am actually excited to talk about it. I'm excited to bring awareness because um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's ignorant that this is a problem. Or you know what I think? Today. Maybe most people have thought of it um, in other countries. It is a, a foreign crisis, but not in their own homeland. I don't think Americans think that this happens to yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and it does. And I kind of forget that, um, you know, I just grew up middle class and, you know, really the middle class in the U.S. has everything. It's rich. Well, their needs are men. Men, for I sure. Your basic needs are always met. It doesn't always enter into your consciousness that not everyone's needs are being met. Or you like know that because you hear it on the news, but you don't have you don't have that knowledge on a deep level. And you think of it more as like the three things you need to survive, air, shelter, and food, which people don't even have those. So of course they don't have what we're talking about today. Right. Like Exactly, because you're aware that there's homelessness going on, right. right? But what are those women doing when they're homeless? Exactly. Y'all are curious. What are we talking about? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know if we could see comments. So, yeah, y'all, I, I, um, I like to say hello when I see the comments, but sometimes we're not seeing them all the way while we're doing this show. So um, don't think we're ignoring you. Hello. Yeah, hello to anyone that's tuned in. Um, so today's topic may be a little uncomfortable for some of our viewers or some of our listeners uh, because it's not so fun to look at ugly in the face, right? And and to come face to face with something that you feel is so big and how do I make change? And it just kind of feels like it's beyond you. Um, it is not beyond you. The first step is just awareness. And that's why we're going to stare ugly in the face today uh, and become aware. So today we're talking about period poverty. And there's other words for it. Yeah, but period poverty is like the big umbrella word mm -hmm. for it, but it's um, menstruation inequities. So that means your period for people that don't know what the word menstruation means. Yeah. Did you want me to read the meaning or did you like yours better? Oh no, go ahead and read yeah. the meaning for people that didn't know. Because when I first sent Jalen this last night, she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry for my ignorance. Um, I'll try and do better. But here's um, a definition of it. Period of poverty, sometimes known as poor menstruation hygiene management, refers to having a lack of access to sanitary products due to financial constraints. And the World Health Organization and the UNICEF define um, menstrual hygiene management as women and adolescent girls being able to to use a clean menstrual management material to absorb or collect menstrual blood that became changed in the privacy as often as necessary for during the menstrual period 
or postpartum, y'all. Yeah. Um, using soap and water for washing your body and your hands and having access to facilities to dispose of the men menstrual management materials. So in essence, poverty is when you don't have access to things you need for your cycle, when you don't have facilities to get rid of the things that you do have, that you can't even wash your materials in your hands. I mean, can you imagine um, when we have this, we, it's a large population. We're going to tell you that statistics in, in a little bit and your jaw is going to drop at how many people don't have access to these normal needs. But can you imagine every single month when it's that week, you're having to decide between buying a pack of hamburger meat or buying what you need to bleed. Right. And you need it. That's the key word. You don't have a choice in whether or not you're going to menstruate. You are. And that's half of the population of the world. Ha almost half. All women. And we've just completely and utterly put a blanket on and went, eh, that doesn't matter. No, it matters. I'm getting pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it didn't even occur to me. What Some of the things that really shocked me when I was reading this is um, one little gal who created a um, whole charity around this, and there's several, and we'll let you know. Um, she went into a mental, mental institute and was told that sanitary napkins was a luxury item, that right. the, the patients in there didn't have access to stuff for their cycles. And it's still considered a luxury item. So we keep saying the word need because we need to change the vocabulary around it. It is a need because it is a basic human function. So we need it. It's like the need of toilet paper. Um, it's the same. Can you imagine wiping your butt with a leaf? That's what some people use, a leaf. No, we need Tampax. We need pads, whatever it is you want to pick. Or we need a cup, menstrual cups. So right. whatever it is you use for your cycle, you need it. It's not a luxury. And we're looking at um, our government has decided in over 30 states. What did you find? 35 states. 35 states that we are taxed. A damn tax. A, a tax for being a lady. I'm mad about this. I'm mad about it too. Um, where vitals not taxed. No. Um, and Viagra's not Taxed. Yeah. Exactly. So we need to have an erection, which doesn't have to happen, but you are going to bleed. There's no way around it. That's and right. then we don't have access to the products that we need. And not only that, I was shocked to find out, like if you are at the poverty level and you're getting food stamps, your food stamps don't even cover it. For heaven's sake, you can go in and buy 10 boxes of chocolates which is not a necessity, but you can't get a damn pad or Tampax. And you can look it up. It's actually called the Tampax tax. Also known as the pink tax. <laughs> That's what we think about it. Yeah. But, and we're not the only country that does this. This is done all over the world. Right. All over the world. And most of the organizations you find are, they're, they're looking more across the ocean from America because their level of poverty is much higher than ours and their access and infection rates because of the things that they use as alternatives and the stigma surrounding cycles. Let's just pause for a minute. Let's talk about the stigma surrounding cycles. I take a huge dump on the neck of the stigmas surrounding cycles. Y'all, 
it's normal. It's actually really quite beautiful. And I think that it's not until you've had a baby and you can have a respect for what that means to have a cycle and then to have that surrounding your uterus as a beautiful bed for your baby, like what it means and what it gives to a pregnancy for you to appreciate your cycles. That's what happened for me. I, I feel like it's not only that it should be considered normal, which it is. It's a normal, natural event in a woman's life. But there's a stigma of uncleanliness about it. Or, oh, it's in flow. Or it's that time of month. And we're just not even talking about it. Just You're on your rag. You're on your rag. Um, there's that. And then it's not even considered a medical event. Because if it was considered a medical event, it wouldn't be taxed. Right. So it's considered nothing. The cramps that could be caused by it, that people take Tylenol or Midol for. Right. Not taxed. Right. Right. It's very, very frustrating. And just speaking of, of the, the money involved, we're, I'm kind of like my butt hairs are all crossed right now. Um, just I looked it up because um, I wanted to know what exactly does it cost, even if you buy um, a non-name brand, like you don't buy Always and you don't buy Tampax, you just buy the store brand um, product and the amount that you would need for an entire month. Um, either a box of, ta- of tampons or a box of pads, but some women need both, um, but some women can maybe get away with just one or the other. So most of them have 28 to 36 in a box and they're $7. That is for some states as much as people make in an hour. And that can buy a whole heck of a lot of food for their family. And here we are also taxing it, which gives another like 50 to 70 cents of tax, depending on what state you're in. This makes me piss. Right. And what if you have daughters in your house? Now you're talking about two, three boxes in the house. Like, no, that's a, that is a lot of money. So we're ticked off about it. And when you talk about the stigma, because we did, uh, we kind of brushed over that. Because you, cause, because we live in the U.S., um, you know, there's stigma, but it's not like the stigma that it is in other countries. No. Right. So if you go to Delhi or India, ninety-two percent are restricted from entering any kind of of women are restricted from entering any kind of religious building if they're mm-hmm. on their cycle. So that's their culture and religion most of the time is telling them that anytime you're bleeding, you're dirty. And in the Christian faith, it's it's a it's akin to the red tent thousands of years ago when anytime you were menstruating or postpartum bleeding, you were sent there because you were found to be unclean. We've educated ourselves since and know that that's just a normal part of life and we are no longer sent to the red tent. But in other countries and other cultures, they, they still are. are practicing that. Yeah. This other study I read that said that girls are missing about 60%. 60% of young girls in school are missing school or work because of their cycles because they don't have products. Right. They have to stay home they and pull toilet home. paper or use a sock and they can't, they can't, they can't go to school. And I went to a school in the HISD school district that did supply um, menstrual products. And this was in the nineties and you could go, but if you went, I mean, how many do you need in a school day? Three, possibly three pads or three tampons if you have a normal flow over eight hours, maybe two to three. Yeah. Um, but it, you couldn't go back and back and back and you couldn't go get a whole box for when you went home. So what are you supposed to do? 
right? So yes, you're going to get one for the whole day. When we know that the box says not to wear it for longer than eight hours. I, I'm just like, it doesn't even make sense. So when is our legislation going to get on board with this and understand that this is a human need crisis? This is a problem. So let's talk about who are we Who are we even enveloping in, in the population who is at need? Because all we've talked about is people who are in public impoverished, right? So we think automatically of our, our homeless population or our houseless population, but we're also talking about women who just are in a lower socioeconomic status. We're talking about people with mental illness. We're talking about people who are incarcerated. Um, and it wasn't even until a year ago, because um, that did change recently, but only a year ago, y'all, that women incarcerated were, were provided products for their cycles. And and what were they doing? What were they doing before? It was a luxury item. It's not like they could go out to the store and get it. Yeah, I don't get. It. I don't understand. And the other population highly affected is transgender and non-binary um, individuals. So it's a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. are affected by this. And then the uh, American Medical Women's Association. So we'll put some of these resources out for you guys so you can see them. They're, they stated that 2.3 million people around the world live without basic sanitation services. That makes me really sad. Yeah. I will never, ever take for granted, like, popping a tampon in ever again. I will never take, take it for granted. This information is like, I want to cry about it, that these women even have to think. I wake up and go, oh, well, damn, babe, go give me some bumpy sticks and blood diapers. Go grab them out of the counter because I have a surplus. And it never occurs to me that people have to put a sock, fold their toilet paper, whatever. And we were talking about this this morning. I was really shocked when you were telling me that, um, you know, people in other countries are using leaves or compounding um, dung from animals because mm -hmm. it's absorbent. And how that's causing all kinds of infections for these women. And we women are dying from having cycles. Right. And it's not so much an issue during the menstruation. It is because they're getting pH thrown off because dung has bacteria, all kinds of stuff in it. But when it when it's really, really bad and why we're seeing even higher poor outcomes for maternity and postpartum is because if they have tears, micro tears after a birth and they're putting animal feces mm -hmm. up against their bottoms, you're having fecal bacteria enter your bloodstream. Of right. course, they're not doing well. Of course, their bottoms aren't healing. And and even imagine the women, because um, there's there's a big issue with fistulas in other countries because they don't sew things back, they don't heal properly, and we're putting dumb up against fistulas. And it really goes back to when you look at like the history of birth, um, 50%, at one point, 50% of women were dying in the hospitals from birth, but they were dying from infection. They weren't dying from birth. They were dying afterwards from mm -hmm. infection. And that's what's going on. And it's still going on today. We're dying from infections, not from birth, but not proper care after we have our babies. Absolutely. And I found it, well, I knew that this was true, but it's like when you read it, you go, oh, yeah, um, more women are in poverty than men, Right. And in America, it's 42 million women are below the poverty line. That's a heck of a lot of people, right? And they probably have children, so they're having to feed the kids. And this is not going to be on their high priority list. Um, and like she said, food stamps doesn't cover it. Medicaid doesn't cover it. Insurance doesn't cover it. And this one really got me. HSA accounts don't cover it. Bullshit. Bullshit. That is a health 
savings account. And that is a health need. So we need we to make get our stuff things. together. We do. Hi, Ken. Um, the study I read, I don't remember the number you said, but the study I read said that two thirds of women, at least once in their lifetime, struggle to find the resources to, to purchase um, menstrual products or postpartum products. Um, and, and that was within a year and that one fifth of those women struggle monthly. That's a lot. That's a lot. Women are struggling to go to work, go to school, um, even even leave the house. Yeah. What the, what in the world? Yeah. Um, there is a movement towards change because we put our britches on. We're sick of it. People are becoming aware, just like everyone listening right now that's becoming aware of this. Um, and they're, they're making change. And there actually was a congresswoman. Her name is Grace Ming. And about two years ago, she introduced a bill into legislature. It has not passed to this point, but she's working on it that is going to help um, incarcerated people, houseless people, and students have access at all times to any feminine products they need. Because um, some people can't wear tan packs. Some people don't want to wear pads. Some people want to cut. It's what you want and what you need and what works for your body. And something that people can do that um, I didn't realize this was happening until I did research either. But when you are going to food banks, you can drop off supplies for your for you can donate cycle uh, pads and tampons and anything at your um, food bank and they'll hand it out to people. Yeah. It's one of the place to. Put them together for yeah. women to go. It's one of the number one needs for the houses community. They ask for socks and they ask for feminine hygiene products. So right. The number one ask. Good thanks, y'all. Don't want a box of tampons. Yeah. I agree. And um, if that bill's passed, I was talking about with the congressman, congresswoman, if that bill does pass. So you need to get out there and look up the bill and figure it out and start writing your legislators that this is important to you. Um, because words and actions speak. If we just sit here and go, oh, I care, but don't do anything, nothing's going to change. Um, Medicaid will cover it. If this bill passes, Medicaid will cover all menstruation needs. That's huge. And once Medicaid starts covering, it's just like a domino effect. Um, it probably wouldn't be covered under insurance, general insurance. But who knows? Right. But... That would help so many people. Just getting it covered by Medicaid would help so many people. Um, I will say that there is a National Period Day, which sounds silly. Oh, National Period Day. Everybody's going to dress like a vagina and carry buckets of red and nonsense. It is not like that. It is really just a day of gathering um, information like we're giving you, pamphlets. Um, yes, some people do get mad and have signs and they're pissed about it, rightfully so. But there's all kinds of ways you can donate on that day, get education, get involved. Lots of politicians are out ready to be, they're ready to hear the message on that day because they know it's coming. Um, so mark that in your calendar, October 19th. Shout it out on Facebook. If you've learned anything today, put a message. How many friends do you have that could hear about it? Or even share our video so that they're knowing because we're going to give you lots of ways that you can take action and start helping. Here's a few organizations that um, I looked up. Um, American Medical Women's Association. You can go onto their website. Um, they've got um, a little scan code. You can have a, already a letter written up to 
let your congressman know to pass that bill, or you can sign a petition um, to get that bill signed through and to get some um, whatever movement they've got going on at the moment. So there's that to do. Um, I found this really cool gal out of the UK. She started her own um, charity called, what you called it? Oh, Bloody Good Period. That's a bloody good period. That was my English accent. That was pathetic. Her name is Gabby Eldon and she, Edlin, and she's out of the UK, and she's gathering supplies and taking them to mental health institutions and your food shelter, your shelters, and your food banks. So I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, the one that I love, and it's it's where I order my stuff. It's called Cora C O R A. It's a woman who. Uh, found out about this, was heartbroken for it. She really focuses most of her um, charity work in Kenya, India, and in America. And everything you buy, she gives. So if you buy a box of tampons, she gives a box of tampons. And with it, they provide tons of education. Um, that's the part I love. And the other thing I love is that they're chlorine-free, bleach-free, dye-free, all non-synthetic materials. So you don't get all itchy and you're not putting chlorine and bleach right up against your vaginal walls. And we'll try to post um, some other places as well. And I think you just touched on something that's real important too. Let's just educate ourselves, not just about this issue in itself, but let's just educate everyone about cycles and what they mean and how, you know, we're not really allowed to live in this country on a cycle, right? We have to pretend like we don't have them, like we don't have crappy days or we don't have tired days. And really it should just be a normal part of our lives that we're allowed to live on the, in this cycle without trying to hide it. Okay. So we're on a soapbox. We're on a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, hey Ken. I know it is crazy and maddening. It's absolutely ridiculous is what it is. So Ted says now that we're doing a podcast, we have to read the comments because it doesn't make sense. So uh, Kim yeah, says, this is crazy that we get taxed on that stuff. I agree. And she also says it's maddening that we have to pay that kind of money for necessities. I agree. Yeah. We agree. Absolutely. We're right there with you. All right, my friends. It was fun as always. And you can catch us on our podcast, Midwife Monday. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on all the things. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.